Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Man, oh man, Ashevich, we got a lot to cover and we're going to do it enthusiastically here. But before I do, you know, there is, uh, it's an odd thing on TV and radio that people will say they support Trump, but he's very defective. He's got character flaws and all that. I hear this all the time. Especially his tweets. I just wish he would stop tweeting. Maybe, maybe not. But let me give you some context. You've had presidents who've used the FBI and the IRS and the CIA against their political opponents, against newspapers. You've had presidents who've arrested political opponents. You've had presidents who've closed newspapers. And Donald Trump tweets. I am sick and tired of people who think they're above it all and above the fray. And We know Donald Trump has character flaws. I know everybody has character flaws. This election is about the survivability of this country. George Patton had character flaws. In fact, John Adams was the one who started locking up political opponents and journalists he didn't like and shutting down newspapers. John Adams, our second president, one of the founders. Woodrow Wilson, same thing. Franklin Roosevelt unleashed the Internal Revenue Service against his political opponents, against publishers he disagreed with. 
rounded up 120,000 Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent. Considered our great president. JFK used the IRS and the FBI against his political opponents, conservative groups, and newspapers. He would give tax return information to his buddy Ben Bradley, who would print it in Newsweek at the time. LBJ did him one better, used the FBI, the IRS, and the CIA. We all know about Nixon. Nixon was following on LBJ's heels. But the media hated Nixon. Obama, we know all about Obama and his use of the IRS. We know all about him. Fast and furious, we can go on and on. His attack on the Associated Press, his attack on Fox News, his attack on a New York Times reporter. Now, President Trump hasn't done any of that. He tweets. So let's not pretend he has character issues that are, that are offensive or that he abuses his office or any of the, anything of the kind. He's actually been one of the most well-behaved and ethical of our presidents, regardless of what people say about him and think about him. Regardless of what media matters that phony criminal front group says, regardless of what mediaite says. Hey, by the way, did you hear about Jeffrey Tubin, the legal analyst from CNN, Mr. Producer? Did you hear that one? Well, we'll have to circle back. You know, this thing, Zoom, you're not tended to Zoom into your genitalia, are you, Mr. Producer? But CNN has no standards, so there you go. We'll get into that a little bit later. So it's not hard for me to come on here and attack our president over his tweets. Then say I'm going to vote for him anyway. Tweets are irrelevant. The vast majority of the people are going to vote against him. We're not voting against him because of a particular tweet or his tweets. They're going to vote against him because he's been brutalized. And they're too stupid to realize what's on the line. They have responsibility too. They have accountability too, people who vote. One other thing before I jump in. Anthony Fauci. Why is Anthony Fauci on 60 Minutes? A little over two weeks before the general election. He says he doesn't want to be political. He's never been political. Never been partisan. Never used an ad. Why is he on 60 Minutes? Before the election, trashing the president and the president's rally. Basically saying, yeah, he kind of knew that he was going to get the virus. Anthony Fauci is a liberal. Anthony Fauci loved Hillary Clinton. And I want you to remember something. In 2009, with the swine flu, the H1N1 flu, which was handled in a disastrous way, according to Joe Biden's own chief of staff, Anthony Fauci held the same exact position in the federal government that he holds today. Far more people got the swine flu than got the coronavirus. And can you imagine if the, if the swine flu was as deadly as the coronavirus, Mr. Producer? We'd be talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of more deaths. And even Ron Klain, again, the former chief of staff to Joe Biden, he said they really 
dodged a bullet. Because if the swine flu had been a truly deadly flu, there would have been an enormous amount of carnage because Biden and Obama and Fauci mishandled it. Fauci never gets tough questions. Because Fauci is another foil to use against the president. He's another foil for a narrative. And so the people in the suburbs and senior citizens who aren't supporting this president, not you folks, I'm talking about your neighbors. Oh, he's criticizing Fauci and then on TV. That's an unforced error. Why don't they explain things on TV rather than the surface level nonsense? Why was Fauci on 60 Minutes? He was on 60 Minutes to do harm to the president. That's the swine flu. And, and Joe Biden says, I'd keep him on and I'd listen to every word. So if Fauci says shut down the economy, they'd shut down the economy over the virus. All the other maladies that, that result from shutting down. All the other physical, mental, and life disasters that occur as a result of that apparently are of no consequence. It's why you can't have somebody who is myopic who's myopic, who only operates from things that show up on his or her desk, running a country. The person running the country has to make decisions across the board that affect a lot of people. Now, I want to jump into this, again, laptop, these emails and texts, these photos and videos involving Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. The big story here is Joe Biden. If it were just Hunter Biden, nobody would give a damn. The big story here is Joe Biden. Joe Biden has lied repeatedly to the American people. He lied about knowing nothing about Burisma, nothing about Hunter Biden's business deals. That's what he said. He said it repeatedly, and he's on video saying it. And this is the problem the Democrats have, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Democrat Party media. They're trying to figure out how do they protect Joe because Joe lied to the American people, lied to you. And the way they're trying to do this is to raise questions about the authenticity of the information and to attack those who've brought it forward. Whether it's a gentleman who runs a computer shop, whether it's Rudy Giuliani, it's a Republican plot, and now it's the Russians at it again. It's a Russian disinformation campaign. No, it's not. It's a Biden disinformation campaign. It's a Biden disinformation campaign. John Ratcliffe is on the Fox Business uh, Channel today with Maria Bartiroma, who is terrific. So he oversees, he has an umbrella organization since 9-11. They set this up, the Director of National Intelligence. He oversees all the intelligence agencies and all the intelligence information that is gathered by our country. Adam Schiff doesn't. John Ratcliffe does. And here's what he said today on the Fox Business Channel to Maria. Go. Is this Russian disinformation, Director? So, Maria, it's funny that uh, some of the people that complain the most about uh, intelligence being politicized are the ones politicizing intelligence. And unfortunately, in this case, uh, it is Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence uh, Committee, who, uh, as you pointed out on Friday, said that the intelligence community believes that Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails on it are are part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Let me be clear. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence. Stop there. So Adam Schiff lies. 
he is a uh, he's a poison. He's a cancer. He makes an assertion, another lie, that the intelligence community doesn't believe this. So the head of the intelligence community says, that's not true. Specifically calls out Schiff as the chairman of the intelligence committee. Says it's not true. The intelligence doesn't support that. But that doesn't stop the Democrat Party and the Biden campaign from regurgitating this. Go ahead. That supports that. And we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other member of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. It's simply not true. And this is exactly what I said I would stop when I became the director of national intelligence. And that's people using the intelligence community to leverage some political narrative. And in this case, apparently Chairman Schiff wants anything against his preferred political candidate to be deemed as not real and is using the intelligence community or attempting to use the intelligence community to say there's nothing to see here. Um, Don't drag the intelligence community into this. Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign, and I think it's clear that the American people know that. No, but it's part of a Biden Democrat Party disinformation campaign, just like 2016 was part of the Obama-Biden-Clinton interference in our election and disinformation campaign, and they're trying it again. But this is a Trevor Trove of evidence, emails with names, Dates, texts with names, dates, photographs, videos of Hunter Biden, lewd situations, also taking illicit drugs. Signature of Hunter Biden on the contract when he turned in the computer. He had 90 days to take it back, and after that it belongs to the shop owner. There's tons of evidence if the media would follow it, but they don't want to follow it. They don't want to follow up because it would expose Joe Biden as a pathological liar. His entire life, he has lied about so many things. Cheating in law school, plagiarism when he's run for president before, lying about his academic status, lying about scholarships, lying about his IQ, lying about grades, now lying about where he stood when it came to uh, integration 40 years ago. Lying about his position on the 1994 uh, crime bill when his name was attached to that bill. It was the fault of the states, don't you know? 47 years as a politician, a liar. But he's got sweetheart relationships with these journalists and these news outlets after half a century. He's leaked to them and they have leaked to him. Not so with the president, he's an outsider. And let me show you what a fraud the media are. Here's Andrea Mitchell on the Today Show today. Complete, absolute, unbelievable fraud. Cut three, go. There are new questions about an unverified report targeting Joe Biden's son and new Unverified report. We don't get an unverified dossier. An unverified FISA application. An unverified story in the Atlantic. Unverified. This is unverified. If this is unverified, I'd love to see what verified is, ladies and gentlemen. So I would ask Hoda, whatever her name is, I would ask the people on the Today Show, what have you done to verify it? You're reporters. You have researchers. You have investigators. What have you done? Have you tracked down any of the names? I see Fox News is beginning to do that. And people have said, yes, that's my name. And yes, that happened. How hard is that? 
Go ahead. ...about possible ties to a Russian disinformation effort aimed at influencing the U.S. election. NBC senior Washington correspondent Andrea Mitchell has details on this. Hey, Andrea, good morning. Hi there, Hoda. NBC News has confirmed that U.S. spy agencies have gathered intelligence that the president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was dealing with alleged Russian intelligence agents last year on a trip to Ukraine as part of his effort to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. What does this have to do with anything? What does this character assassin's story has to do with anything? Who cares what Rudy was doing a year ago with the Russians? We have evidence in front of your face, Andrea Mitchell. And you're reporting like a Russian mouthpiece. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. Let me help Andrea Mitchell, Chuck Todd, Jake Tapper, and all the other frauds out there. All Joe Biden has to do is pick up the phone and call his son Hunter and say, Hunt, is that your laptop? Yes or no? Are those your emails? Are those your texts? Yes or no? I'm running for president of the United States and I need to know. That's what any other father would do. And you know what? I bet Joe Biden did it. And I bet he got an answer he doesn't like. That's why we're going with uh, Russian disinformation with Andrea Mitchell and the rest of the media that are lying to us. Absolutely lying to us with propaganda. That's why we're getting, uh, you can't verify these emails. All of a sudden, the media, that one with the dossier, wants the emails verified. Well, the emails are being verified. No thanks to Andrea Mitchell and her ilk. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. 
Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, Levin for Hillsdale.com. The voice of sanity in an insane world. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. The enemy of the people. The clowns in the media. Wasn't supposed to be this way. What do we need to do? Lay out the breadcrumbs so the reporters know how to follow us? They know how to do a story. They don't want to do this story. They don't want to do this story. Andrea Mitchell's a fraud. So what does she do? She goes after Rudy Julian. NBC News has confirmed that U.S. spy agencies have gathered intel that the president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was dealing with the alleged Russian intelligence agents last year on a trip to Ukraine as part of his effort to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. So what? Was there dirt to dig up on Joe Biden? Is Rudy running for president? Giuliani's been digging for information on Hunter Biden's work for Burisma, Ukraine energy company, and Joe Biden's dealing with Ukraine and China's vice president. So what, Andrea? Andrea, focus. You're having attention deficit. Focus, Andrea. Yuyenta, come on now. We're talking about Hunter Biden, his laptop in Delaware, which he turned over to a gentleman who has a little retail store. His laptop got wet, and he wanted the gentleman to fix it. He signed a document, Andrea, and you can actually go see the signature. It's Hunter's signature. Then he forgot it, or he left it, in violation of his agreement. So the retail store owner got to keep it. He turned the hard drive over to the FBI after he looked at it, Andrea. Noticed Rudy wasn't involved in that. And he kept some copies. And then because of the unconstitutional impeachment of our president over a perfectly fine phone call, he got annoyed. And he gave a copy to Rudy. Now let me ask you a question, Andrea. Have you made any effort to verify any of the information? Have you tracked down any of the people on the emails? Have you tracked down any of the meetings? Have you looked at the dates and the times? And for you, why are you attacking Rudy? Because you're an ass, that's why you're a buffoon. You're a fraud. And you're not the only one. The conga line of reprobates, miscreants, and malcontents on MSLSD is infinite. What are you going to do? Bring back this guy, Douche? What's his name? Donnie Douche? Hey! Trump's Hitler and all of his followers are, are brown shirts. Oh, very good, Comcast. And then they say, why is the nation so divided? Why can't we unite? Why can't we unite? Andrea Mitchell. I'm starting to think she's Adam Schiff and Drag, if you get my drift, Mr. Producer. There's really not a dime's worth of difference between them. 
And so if you're part of the Biden campaign, all you have to say is, I asked my son, he said it's not his laptop. That's all. We asked Biden, Hunter Biden, they know where Hunter Biden is. He's hiding under some rock, but they know which rock. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Can't do my Jerry Lewis. Is that your laptop, son? You stupid little bastard. I mean, Hunter, is that your laptop? Uh, No, Dad. Oh, okay. So why don't they just say that? It's not his laptop. We asked Hunter. He says it's not his laptop. Even though his fingerprints are all over it, even though it's not his laptop. Why don't they say that? Apparently they can't. Apparently they can't. And so Jenna Arnold, a Biden mouthpiece, very senior official in the Biden campaign, is on Fox News yesterday. And I was actually shocked. Leland Vittert committed an act of journalism. And I want to congratulate Leland. You know, the funny thing is, my father never liked Leland, Mr. Producer. You know, he would, he would watch Fox. He said, I don't like that guy with the hair, you know. But Leland, let me just say this. I watched you yesterday. I'm writing my book. You're in the background. I watched you. Let me tell you something, fella. You actually were pressing the Biden surrogate. And you weren't taking any crap. You just said, give us an answer. And here's how it went with Jenna Arnold and Leland Vittert. Cut whatever it is. Go. Leland, thank you so much for bringing this up. And I really appreciate Jillian pressing Steve, uh, the representative from the Trump campaign, on the fact that so much of this is unconfirmed. Okay, well, okay so Jenna, Jenna, it's real simple. You say it's unconfirmed. Tell us what parts are not true. I mean, Hunter Biden knows what emails he has and hasn't sent. Are you saying in the campaign saying that these emails aren't his? It's unclear to me. I would say that what's so important right now from both the American citizen and the media, yourself included, Leland, is to continue to ask clarifying questions about this, why the FBI is investigating. But it's imperative to note that the NSA told Trump that Giuliani was being played by these emails. But, but, but again, again, Jenna, Jenna, the easiest, Jenna, Jenna, the easiest thing the in the world to do, stop with all the obfuscation. The easiest thing in the world to do would be to say these aren't Hunter Biden's emails. Nobody, including Hunter Biden and including the campaign, has said it. Mm-hmm. What's so hard? Cut six, go. Listen to the one time Joe Biden was asked about this. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. Right up your alley. They're the questions you always ask. Noteworthy, that was a CBS reporter who was able to get that question in the one time that Joe Biden was available. Leland, hold on. Let me ask the question. Jenna, let me ask. Jenna, I'm going to ask the question, then you can respond. The question is this. Uh, I thought that demonizing the media was a threat to our democracy. Every time President Trump attacks the media, Democrats and yourself included, can't wait to yell about that. Don't the American people deserve something better? Leland, standing ovation, brother. Go ahead. Then the vice, former vice president attacking the person who asked a legitimate question. Well, I don't know if he attacked the person. I think he just said it was fake news. I'm sitting uh, here he said, though, saying it's, to you, it's right up. It's another smear campaign right up your alley. Those are the questions you always ask. Uh, that kind of sounds like an attack to me. 
That doesn't strike me as an attack. I'm sure you can find some other. I'm sure you can find some other statements on behalf of the campaign that are specifically an attack, like what your other guests just said. That having conversations and working with the Chinese government is the same thing with working with the Nazi Party. Like compare apples to apples Whoa. for me on that. Okay, the, the Chinese Communist Party has concentration camps. Uh, it was Joe Biden who was over trying to do business with the Chinese and brought Hunter Biden along with him to introduce him around. Uh, and there's a video of that. Uh, you don't, you Wait, think, who, who, we, okay, we, so, so we've who, just lost 200,000 Americans. Now let's because- stop. Ladies and gentlemen, Leland is right. I'm right. All the Biden campaign has to say is it's not Hunter's laptop. Those aren't his emails. Nothing there is correct. They won't say it. They haven't said it. Once again, put yourself in the shoes of a father. You're Joe Biden. The story breaks. You call your son Hunter. Hunter, is that your laptop That's the black and white of it. Is that your laptop? Hunter says, no. Then the campaign's all over TV this weekend. And all over TV today. And all over TV tonight. Saying, that's not Hunter Biden's laptop. So those aren't his emails. But they haven't said that. Instead, you get the Democrat Party press running interference. Like, Andrea Mitchell, let's dig up dirt on Rudy. What does Rudy have to do with you digging up dirt? It's a simple question, Andrea. Or the New York Slimes. That's attacking the news sources that have brought this forward. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. We have the vast majority of the Democrat Party media now attacking the New York Post, soon to be attacking Fox News, always attacking me, and not at all giving a damn about what took place and why. Why is this so concerning? Again, it would underscore that Joe Biden lied repeatedly to the American people about what he knew about his son's business activities. And people would want to know more about what Joe Biden knew. So Joe Biden could at least, if we had a legitimate free media, be questioned about this. What did Joe Biden know and when did he know it? They've also said to look at his schedule. We looked at his official schedule and it's not on there, the meeting with the Burisma Ukrainian executive. Really? Well, that must mean that Joe's in the clear. Of course not. Peter Schweitzer was on this program. He looked at the same schedule, and he said there's a two-hour gap in the morning and a two-hour gap in the afternoon. So I have another question to follow up that with you. If he spoke to this executive from Burisma, the Ukrainian, which he clearly did according to the email, why wouldn't they put it on the official schedule, Mr. Producer? Why isn't it there? Why isn't it there? Because that's problematic too, you see. Because Joe wants to hide the fact that a discussion took place. So if we had real reporters in this country, 
This will be the subject of a serious investigation before a national presidential election so that the people might have information before they vote. But the job of the media today is to conceal and censor as much as possible to try and drag their candidate who refuses to campaign in any serious way, who is incapable of talking straight for 60 or 90 minutes, who is the plaything of the radical Marxist left in the Democrat Party. It's to drag him across the finish line. That's the goal. And so they're not going to do anything, anything that might harm his presidential campaign. So it's left to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is an election. It's interesting. Obviously, they're monitoring my comments at the White House. I don't say that because uh, braggadocia. It's clear. I've been saying the president's running against not just the Democrat Party, but the media. This is a line the White House is now using, and accurately so. And so what that means, folks, is if Joe Biden wins, the corrupt media win. The corrupt media that have done everything they can to depose a constitutionally elected president. And I won't go through all the particulars, the ugly particulars with you. We've done it many times before. And the same corrupt media that's trying to drag across the finish line a man who will be 78 years old, the oldest man ever to serve as president, who will go further downhill during the course of a term of his president, God forbid if he's elected. A figurehead. And the radicals in the media, the Democrats, the Chuck Todds, the Andrew Mitchells, the Wolf Blitzers, the D. Lemons, the Fredo Cuomos, Jake Tappers, all the liberals and the Democrats in the media, they know exactly what they're doing. They are dishonest and deceitful to you, their audiences. It's up to you to make this right. It's up to you to set this straight. They're not going to do it. They're not going to tell you the truth. And they're not going to all of a sudden become professional journalists. Joe Biden has wanted to be president his entire life. This is the third time he's running. He can taste it. He thinks he's going to slide into the Oval Office. Thinks he'll just slide in without really earning it. Because he believes all these polls. I hope these polls are wrong. But that'll be up to you. It's up to you to decide if you want a corrupt media and a corrupt Democrat party and a corrupt presidential candidate. Or if you want to put an end to this. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, 
come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Reading this right, you want to double-check me, Mr. Producer, Mr. Callstringer, that 50 Cent endorses Donald Trump for president? You want to check that out? Oh, oh, well, check that out for me. Um, Very interesting. Media will go nuts, of course. I see... uh, Barack Obama is going to be campaigning in Philadelphia for Biden. Was he going to lose Philadelphia or something? Oh, uh, yeah. Magic Johnson campaigned for Joe Biden. And I ask a question. Is Magic Johnson familiar with Joe Biden's record? Early on as a racist who worked with segregationists and opposed integration. I, I, I look at the votes of uh, African Americans and black Americans. And I said, are they aware of who Joe Biden is? But then again, I look at my fellow Jews. Joe Biden has a number of anti-Semites on his staff and in his uh, circle. Uh, wants to undo all the peace that's broken out in the Middle East. And I read that uh, 70, 75% are going to vote. Not Orthodox Jews, of course, but the others. Do they know what the hell they're doing? As my wife likes to say, the problem with the left is their religion and their identity is with their party the Democrat Party. And I'm afraid this is true with the vast majority of minorities, the vast majority of Jews, vast majority of too many groups. Too many groups. Really, it's shocking to me. If people knew the real Joe Biden, and they'll never know the real Joe Biden through the media, that's, that's for sure. I wonder if it would even change some of their minds. I'm starting to doubt it. You know, Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Well, not that this is at the top of my list, but the magazine, the left-wing kook magazine, The New Yorker, has suspended Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin is the legal analyst over there at CNN, or at least he was. And I've told you for a long time he was a reprobate, but I didn't know the extent of it. He's got a very seedy background in history. He really does. You can Google it with his adulterous activity, the birth of a child, and so forth and so on. But he's, it's all right. He's, he's standard fare for CNN. CNN, which embraced Stormy Daniels. Remember that? CNN, which embraced Avenatti. The New Yorker has suspended reporter Jeffrey Tubin. Sources tell Vice it's because he exposed himself during a Zoom call last week between members of the New Yorker and WNYC radio. Mr. Producer, remind me never to have him on the show. Tubin said in a statement to Motherboard, I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake, believing I was off camera. I apologize to my wife, family, friends, and co-workers, but I hate Trump, Trump, I hate Trump, I hate Trump. No, I just had it there. While there's an update, I don't know if it's accurate, I'm looking at right scoop, that he more than exposed himself, Mr. Producer. I'm not going to get into the particulars, but he is part of that circle, you know, Schmuck, uh, all right, that's enough. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, We're going to continue promoting candidates, which we hope you'll support. We took a list, a, a look at seven or eight on a list who are going to have difficult races in the Senate. And we invited each and every one of them on. Six of them have agreed. One of them, Joni Ernst, said she's too busy. <laughs> too busy? For a phone call? Well, you folks in Iowa, you can make your own decisions. And the Cory Gardner campaign in Colorado has never responded. But other than those two, all the others have responded. They will be coming on the program. I'm just trying to be helpful. The media keeps saying that Donald Trump attacked... Anthony Fauci. You know, Anthony Fauci attacked Donald Trump on 60 Minutes, and he does so with forethought. He's obviously an egomaniac. He really is, going on all these TV shows and radio shows. He doesn't have to. I mean, he basically has one recommendation, wear a mask, wear a mask. Unless, of course, you're looting, burning, assaulting, then you don't have to wear a mask. The virus supports Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Otherwise, if you're Orthodox or Hasidic Jews and you're gathering, you need to be rounded up. <coughs> Otherwise, you know, wear a mask. And I knew the Trump event was a super spreader. Wasn't a super spreader. Oh, yes, I'm a scientist, you know. I... It is amazing to me a guy who started out by saying don't wear a mask is now the mask guy. And the left never criticized him, the media, because they use him again as a foil. Because he and Hillary, you know, they would write love letters back and forth. And he'd love nothing more than Joe Biden to come back. You know, I worked very well with Joe back in 2009. The swine flu, H1N1. Joe did exactly what I said, so we completely effed up the whole thing. Never really had a vaccine. Over 1,200 little kids died. But you know, there's always second chances. Maybe we should have worn masks back then. I, I remember we didn't shut down restaurants and gyms or anything like that. You know, 60 million people got the swine flu. Far more than have ever had the coronavirus. And again, if the swine flu had been deadly, like the coronavirus, we would have lost potentially millions of people in this country. As the great Ron Klain. Who? Who's he? Exactly. Former chief of staff of Biden. As he said, man, we screwed this damn thing up. We got really, really lucky. And that's Joe Biden and and Dr. Fauci. Oh, and of course, they stopped testing. Obama famously said, hey, we know it's a pandemic. Why do we need more tests? And then they attacked Trump. Not enough tests. We're not tracking people. You know, we're not doing everything. It's ridiculous. Remember when Joe Biden got up and he said famously, and then after 
Remember what he said to Andrew Cuomo? Andrew, if that is your name, Andrew, why are you shoving coronavirus-positive patients in with nursing home patients and, and assisted living patients, senior citizens who have various maladies? Why are you putting them in there? Remember when he said that? Well, he didn't say that. Why not? So he can blame all deaths. This is sick. Biden's sick. So they can blame all deaths on Trump. It's Trump. You know, Trump did it. No, no, Trump didn't. No, Trump did it. Uh, Trump did it. And let me remind you about Giuliani and the Russians a year ago. Well, 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 that has nothing to do with anything. Nothing to do with anything. Now, Kristen Welker, most of you never heard of her. She's the NBC White House correspondent. Now, the Commission on Phony Presidential Debates, this is supposed to be the third debate on Thursday, and this debate was supposed to focus primarily on foreign policy. Do you know how many questions are going to be asked about foreign policy in this debate? None. You want to know why none? Because Joe Biden failed when it came to foreign policy, just like he did on domestic policy. They don't want questions to be asked of Joe about China, about the Ukraine and Russia and his son's involvement, or Iran, or any of that stuff. They don't want to know. So the commission, which is run by a bunch of libs, with a couple of Republican fruitcakes on there, uh, uh, they have decided, uh, no, we're not going to focus on foreign policy. So no foreign policy questions. So the Trump administration said, wait a minute. You need some foreign policy questions on here. But the Politburo, the fascistic Politburo known as the Commission on Presidential Debates, has decided no foreign policy questions. I'm surprised they didn't say, here's our five areas of question. Trump's taxes. Trump's taxes. Trump's taxes. Trump's taxes and Trump's taxes. That should cover the, the, the whole map there. That should cover everything right there. If, uh, if Dopey Joe brings up the president's taxes, I hope he'll use it as an opportunity to fire back and say, you know, you like to talk about taxes, Joe. Let's talk about your taxes. You set up an S-corp. And you uh, didn't pay Medicare taxes and you didn't pay Obamacare taxes. I thought you support Medicare and Obamacare. What, you don't want to pay your fair share, Joe? And what would Joe say? That's a lie. That's a goddamn lie. You're just trying to swear me to lie. As the dentures wobble. It's not a lie. It's true. So Kirsten Welker turns out. I'm looking for my document, but I can't find it, of course. She and her family are up to their eyeballs in Democrat politics, particularly her parents. They've given money to Obama campaigns, $20,000. They've given money to the DNC. They gave money to Hillary Clinton. They were invited to the White House by Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama, and Mrs. Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama. They were invited, the parents and her, and they went. She's also known to be... Very nasty to the president uh, at these uh, White House events uh, called press conferences. And so she's picked as the moderator. Moderator? Oh, yes, the moderator. She's good. She's, she's, she's good at moderating, you know. 
from a liberal perspective, of course. So that's the moderator. So we know who the first moderator was. His, his name can't pass my lips. Are you aware of that, Mr. Producer? He's a colleague. I've never met my colleague but that I'm aware of, but he's a colleague, so I've been told don't talk about colleagues. They can only talk about you. Okay, then the next one, Steve Scully. Well, that never happened. Why? It's another liberal Democrat hack. It was an intern for Biden, a staffer for Kennedy. Other than that, would have been a perfect objective moderator. And then we have Kristen Welker. Wow. She's terrific. It was between her, I hear, and Jim Acosta, so they picked her. I'm just kidding. And uh, in 2016, she was caught on a hot mic telling one of Hillary Clinton's consigliaries the subject of the first question she was going to ask her. Can you imagine that, ladies and gentlemen? A real journalist. So good, she's going to be a moderator for the third presidential debate, which is actually the second presidential debate. Is there not a so-called journalist out there capable of being a moderator? God's honest truth. You look at this, uh, what was her name, this uh, Guthrie? What a, what a clown. Hey, we're going to have a town hall, but I'll ask the questions for the first 40 minutes. When did you stop beating your wife? Excuse me? Yes. And over there, Joe. Joe, yes. Uh, Joe, we have a question to ask. I'm George Stefan. I know who you are, George. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure, you know, there's been some issues. Anyway, uh, Mr. Vice President, yes. Do you like smooth peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? Honestly, I didn't know there was both, Joe. Oh, yeah? I mean, uh, uh, George. Yeah, yeah, no, there is. Well, whatever mommy, I mean, whatever Jill puts on my bread, that's fine by me. Okay. So this is how it works. Like Andrea Mitchell. What about this laptop and, and these emails? Rudy Giuliani, a year ago, uh, NBC News can confirm, was, uh, was questioned by... Te- Excuse me. I didn't ask you about Rudy Giuliani. I asked you about the emails. Well, they're, well, they're, not, they're, they're not verified, you know. Well, go verify them. Well, it's not my job. Anyway, Kristen Welker on MSLSD in 2016, tipping off the Hillary Clinton official. Cut eight, go. We go right to Kristen Welker. Kristen, go ahead. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to ask you about Flynn. Kristen, go ahead. You're live. Kristen Welker in the spin room. I believe she has the Clinton communications director with her. Go ahead, Kristen. Okay, thank you. I think this is his last question. Um... You know, we have Kristen Welker. We're looking at her. She couldn't no, no, hear nobody me said. By the way, nobody said she's smart. Could be dumb as a rock as far as we know. Kristen, that would be you, Kristen. There's only one Kristen in the room. Kristen, Flint. I'm going to ask you about Flint. I think it's his last question. He'll be off the hook. Let me just ask. Give him what he wants, and then we'll move on in. Then we'll attack Trump. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? If you can, go ahead. Hey, Ari, I'm here with Communications Director Jim Palmieri for the Clinton campaign. Yes. And? I want to ask you about Flint. Oh, what a surprise. This is why Joe Biden gets angry. He's used to this. Joe, what? Who's talking? Joe, I'm over here. No. uh, Joe? Yes. 
I'm going to ask you about, you know, taxes. Okay. And then somebody says, hey, what about Hunter? Hi, smearing me? What do you mean by that? Smearing me. You again from CBS. You're out to get me. I don't understand. The media has been sucking up to you for 40 years. No, no, you're out to get me. Next question. Matter of fact, forget it. No, Joe, we have a big question for you. Joe's out there. He's at a milkshake place. And uh, Joe orders a milkshake. He's with his 26-year-old granddaughter, a leftist, working on his campaign. And people want to know, Joe, uh, what are you eating there? I'm having a milkshake. Having a milkshake? Yeah, I'm having a milkshake. And so the reporter... We don't have this, do we, Mr. Bridget? I'm just looking for it. So the reporter yells out, oh, yeah, the reporter yells out this. Cut one, go. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? Mr. Biden, what did he say, one vanilla, one chocolate? He, he's got a, a black and white, I think it's called. Go ahead. But I wanted to get a, what we call black and white, but we're going to move it another one. Hey! And by the way, didn't that sound like prebubescent Brian Stelter? Did to me. Hey! Hey, Joe! Mickey, Minnie, I mean, Brian, what is it? Hey, what kind of flavor milkshake did you get? Well, I was going to get chocolate and vanilla and... Well, a black and white. Oh, very good. Then this guy, Bo Erickson, dares to holler out, the question. You're going to have airplane noise, but we'll give it a shot. Cut two. Go. Mr. Biden, what is your response to the New York Post story about your son, sir? I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. Right up your alley. Another question you always ask. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. Right up your alley. Those are the questions. How about this? It's not his laptop. I asked him. He said it's not his laptop. No, no, no. It's Rudy Giuliani and the Russians. It's a disinformation campaign, and you're trying to smear us. Is it his laptop or not? I'm not answering that. Oh. And I'm going back to the basement until the debate, and don't bother me. Well, what are you going to do in the basement? What kind of food do you eat? Oh. Typically, I eat uh, cream of wheat or oatmeal. It's better for my dentures that way. I'm going to keep taking them out. All right, I'll be right back. I'm going to be really direct with you. If your cellular plan is with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're simply paying way too much for the exact same coverage you would get right now with Pure Talk. So look at your cell phone bill where it shows data usage. The average person who switches to Pure Talk is using less than 4 gigs of data a month. But the big carriers are charging you for unlimited data. It's like paying for an entire row on an airplane, but only needing one seat. That's how Pure Talk saves the average person over $400 a year on their wireless service. Unlimited talk, text, and 2 gigs of data all for just $20 a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. So folks, switching to Pure Talk is the easiest decision you'll make today. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code 
L-E-V-I-N podcast. That's Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I hate my computer. I just got a new printer because the printer wasn't working. Now the computer screen is blacked out. Oh my God, the, the issues I have to deal with are just overwhelming. There's a lot going on on hot mics. If the North Carolina governor, Roy Cooper, who won by about three and a half votes, and they have this Democrat Senate candidate who's now been caught in two adulterous affairs. Two. And by the way, the two women he's had affairs with are now angry because they didn't know there was another one. So he's been campaigning with his wife and two kids, or three kids, what it is. He's a family man. But little did we know, he's also an extra family man. And he won't drop out of the race. And the Democrats are circling the wagons. They want to drag him across the finish line. Because God knows we just need another pervert in the Senate. Maybe he can become a legal analyst over at CNN, Mr. Producer. So here we go. And by the way, the guy's name is Cal Cunningham. Yeah, I'm Cal Cunningham. I'm running for the United States Senate. Here's my wife and my kids. You're a sleazeball. Well, I don't care. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper talking to Joe Biden. You'll hear some airplane noise, but here it is. Cut nine, go. Look, I know Cal, I know it's frustrating, this guy Cal. He's a complete F up, this guy Cal, you know. Women everywhere and uh But you know, we Democrats we stick together come hell or high water. Nothing matters to us but victory and power. So I want you to know, Joe, uh we're we're gonna we're gonna get Cal across the finish line. I think Cal will get across the line too. I know that's frustrating. But we'll get him across the finish line there, this, this cow. He's going to be great. And besides, Joe, it'll be three women there when we swear him in. You can smell all their hair. Right, Mr. Producer? You can smell all of them. We know you like to do that, Joe. I'm not trying to be crude. It's true. It's true. The President of the United States has been campaigning all day. Uh, he's been in Arizona for, for several hours. You can tell he's trying to earn the vote of the people. Joe Biden thinks he's going to slide into the presidency. And you will determine whether he does or doesn't. You know, I posted that I had voted on Saturday. And so many of you wonderful Levinites posted that you had voted too. I voted in person. And several people came with me, including family. It's not enough. Don't get mad at me. It's not enough that you voted. We need you to help us get family and friends and coworkers out there to vote. We need your help. Now, if nothing I'm saying is influential enough about how crooked the Bidens are and how they want to destroy Joe does, our constitutional republic, I want to talk about pocketbook issues when we come back. Real issues that are going to affect you and your family's livelihood. I'll be right back. 
In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Well, I am back. I want to talk to my blue-collar friends. Or no-collar friends. You know, I don't normally wear a collar, Mr. Producer. All of you, really. All of you out there who don't earn millions and billions of dollars, this is for you. It's a Wall Street Journal piece. The cost... Bidenomics. And they took a very good look at the Biden economic plan. It's a new study on Biden's tax, health care, energy, and regulation proposals. It predicts $6,500 less in median household income by 2030 in 10 years. And so you'll lose income every year, but they looked at the whole 10 year span. And this is the editorial board. Joe Biden has shrewdly kept the campaign focus on COVID-19 and President Trump, which has helped him avoid talking too much about his own policies. That's especially true of his economic proposals, which a new study out Sunday from the Hoover Institution shows will have a damaging impact on growth, job creation, and household income. Wait a minute. You mean massive individual federal income tax increases? Massive corporate income tax increases? Massive capital gains tax increases? The reduction of the, uh, of the inheritance tax cap so people lose their fund? You mean that's going to hurt job creation? No way. No way. For the Democrats, as California goes, so goes America. Mr. Biden often cites Moody's, the credit rating service, for saying his economic plan will yield faster growth and more jobs. Wall Street, he likes to say, when he mentions Moody's, as if that's a conservative stamp of approval, even as he claims Mr. Trump is a captive of Wall Street. And here's the irony. Biden's receiving almost all the money from the big Wall Street firms, the Goldman Sachs types and everything else. That's how he's significantly outraising Trump, not by little contributions, but by Hollywood, by billionaires and millionaires on Wall Street. But everyone knows most economists at today's big financial institutions have a Keynesian bias that posits consumer demand and government spending as the main drivers of growth. That's certainly true at Moody's, whose chief economist is Mark Zandi, who in our view underestimates the impact of higher tax rates and regulation in his economic calculations. This isn't a personal criticism, but a factual statement about his economic model. We're also not predicting a depression, as Mr. Trump does. If Mr. Biden wins the election, I'll predict it. 
On dire economic predictions, Mr. Trump is the mirror image of Paul Krugman on the left. See, these guys always have to take a shot at Trump, even when they're trying to defend him. This, this is what you get from the Wall Street Journal editorial board and, and others. They, they feel just in case he loses, they need to be able to say, See, I supported him, but I told you he was failed. I told you what a genius I am. Yes, the data show that the U.S. economy is recovering from the pandemic shutdowns faster than most economists predicted. Democrats may attempt to portray the economy as a disaster that requires trillions of dollars in new spending. But Mr. Biden would inherit an economy with strong growth momentum. So Biden would inherit a vaccine, a massive testing program, an economy that's growing. He'd take all the credit for it, the Democrats would, while they're killing it. The housing market is booming. Small business sentiment is bullish. Manufacturing is on the rebound. Once a COVID-19 vaccine is approved and better therapies become even more widely available, the economy should take off as even Democrat governors ease their lockdowns. The service economy will revive as Americans feel safer. The Federal Reserve will keep interest rates low as long as it can. Get away with it. Mr. Biden could do nothing and inherit a boom in 2021 and 2022. So Joe Biden could inherit an economic boom and a vaccine for the virus. Both of which would be the result of Donald Trump's policies. Incredible. The issue is whether Mr. Biden's policies will nurture this strong recovery or slow it down as Barack Milhouse Benito Obama's policies did after the 2009 recession. This is where the Hoover study comes in as it examines the Democrats' proposals on health insurance, taxes, energy, and regulation. The authors are economists Timothy Fitzgerald, Kevin Hassett, Cody Callan, and Casey Mulligan. Messrs. Hassett and Mulligan were members of the Council of Economic Advisors in the Trump White House, but then the boosters of Bidenomics are veterans of the Clinton-Obama administrations. Mr. Hassett has done pioneering work on the impact of corporate taxation. Mr. Mullen of the University of Chicago on the impact of government subsidies and so forth and so on. Overall, the authors estimate that the Biden agenda fully implemented... Hello, America, this is important. This is going to affect your lives. Overall, the authors estimate that the Biden agenda, if fully implemented, would reduce full-time equivalent employment per person by about 3%. The capital stock per person by some 15%, and real GDP per capita by more than 8%. Compared to the Congressional Budget Office estimates for these variables in 2030, what does all this mean? This means there will be 4.9 million fewer working Americans, 2.6 trillion less gross domestic product, and $6,500 less in median household income. Now, what they're not telling you here. Uh, because the Wall Street Journal is of the open border variety, is the impact also of open borders and illegal immigration. The impact that'll have on on people who work in this country, the working class, and the impact on entitlements and the impact on health care. It'll be disastrous. The analytical details are especially helpful on energy costs and the labor wedge against hiring that have received little attention. To take one example, the electric the electrification, I can say it, of most passenger cars would increase the per capita demand for electric power. So in other words, they want to get rid of the combustion engine 
by 25%, even as more than 70% of baseline electric power from fossil fuels would go offline. The point is, they want to slash the use of fossil fuels for the production of energy, but they want to massively, of electricity, but they want to massively increase the use of electricity in automobiles. These are the idiots. This is Biden. Bridging the supply-demand gulf would require enormous subsidies and far more investment in labor to achieve the same energy output. Mr. Biden's energy plans would cut total factory productivity by 1% to 2% across the entire economy. I keep telling assembly line people out there, I keep telling steel workers, uh, other people who work in mills, oil fields, your jobs are on the line. They're on the line. They're going to attack these smokestack industries. They're going to attack these jobs. They're going to drive up the cost of energy. They're going to open the gates to illegal immigration. It's like, what can we think of to destroy American businesses and destroy American jobs? Union, non-union, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter. What can we do? Well, that's their plan. No, no, no. Joe's going to reunite us. Joe's a good guy. Joe doesn't believe in Wall Street. Well, then why doesn't Joe give back all those massive donations he's getting from Wall Street? Consider Biden's expansion of the Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, and Medicare for those above the age 60 versus 65 now. These subsidies affect the incentive to work. And the authors estimate that Obamacare changes would increase the average marginal tax rate on labor by 2.4 percentage points. That's nearly half as much as the six percentage points from the original ACA. In other words, if people can get Medicare at the age of 60, many will stop working. So you're going to have this massive additional drag on Medicare, which is a drag also on Obamacare, with less people being productive and less people working. Hey, what's wrong with that? Mr. Biden's also proposing substantial increases in business tax rates. That will raise the cost of capital. So the former vice president likes to say he's only raised the top corporate rate to 28% from 21. But so-called pass-through entities, often small businesses, employ more than 40 million Americans. And most pay taxes at the individual tax rate. Do you understand what that means? Small businesses pay as proprietary businesses. They don't necessarily incorporate. They pay at the individual tax rate. Biden's plan to raise personal income and payroll taxes would push their federal rates from below 40% to above 50%. So when you add in all the taxes they pay, and that's how they figure out if they're going to hire people or fire people or expand or, or, uh, or reduce the size of plant. They look at all the costs. So the dramatic increase on the payroll taxes and the dramatic increase on individual federal income taxes means small businesses are going to be paying effectively at the federal level over 50%, apart from state taxes, on top of state income taxes. And, and let me ask you something. How do we compete with foreign countries when we do this to ourselves? The Chinese must be loving this. The Mexican government, they're, they're loving this. The Canadian, yes, yes, kill yourselves. And for Biden, of course, he talks, we're going to tax the rich. About time these bastards pay. Wait a minute, we're talking about union jobs and small business. No, we're not, you liar. You're just trying to smear me. 
What, you get that from Giuliani, you liar? And then I'll have the moderator there. Uh, uh, Mr. Trump, please, please stop interrupting. No, he keeps calling me a liar. I don't know, you don't understand, uh, Mr. Trump. You'll have your turn, Mr. Trump. I promise you'll have your turn. Mr. Biden would also raise capital costs by phasing down bonus depreciation in the 2017 tax reform. He'd raise labor costs by imposing the 12.4% Social Security tax to income above $400,000. The $400,000 threshold is an index for inflation. In other words, that 12.4% on all income, really, would be a massive added tax. Massive added tax. Massive increase in the individual federal income tax. Massive increase in the, indivi- in the uh, corporate income tax. Massive increase in the Social Security tax. This is shocking. People aren't paying attention to it. Of course, the moderators are either liberal or too stupid to bring this up. The risk from Joe Biden's policies isn't that they will send the economy reeling right away. The problem is that they will have a long-term corrosive impact by raising the cost of capital, reducing the incentive to work and invest, reducing productivity across the economy. Americans will pay the price, lowered standard of living that they otherwise would have and that they deserve. Just think of your energy prices and the cost of transportation. They're going to go through the roof. A gallon of gas will double or triple in, in cost. I want you to think about this. Anybody who wants to purchase a car that's not an electric car, the price is going to be significantly high, maybe double. And you think they're going to leave it at cars? They're going to look at your homes. I'm telling you what they're going to do. They're going to look at homes. Then they're going to get into rationing. Okay, you can have one car like this, maybe one like that, and your home can do this. HVAC systems are going to change. I just put in two new HVAC systems because I know what's coming. Brownouts and blackouts, I predicted that in Liberty and Tyranny, and there it is in California. It's going to spread across the country. I'm telling you, this is what you're going to get. These are not, these are not for the people, these plans. It's for government. It's for the Democrat Party to control you. I know you know this. I know many of you have voted or you're going to vote. You better bring out your friends. We need to bring out a, a mass of people to put this down. Or you're going to suffer. We're all going to suffer. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I'm going to be really direct with you. If your cellular plan is with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're simply paying way too much for the exact same coverage you would get right now with Pure Talk. So look at your cell phone bill where it shows data usage. The average person who switches to Pure Talk is using less than 4 gigs of data a month. But the big carriers are charging you for unlimited data. It's like paying for an entire row on an airplane, but only needing one seat. That's how Pure Talk saves the average person over $400 a year on their wireless service. Unlimited talk, text, and 2 gigs of data all for just $20 a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. So folks, switching to Pure Talk is the easiest decision you'll make today. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. That's Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless.
So the Politburo on presidential debates has just announced that there will be a mute button. And I guess it'll be controlled by the Democrat hack who's going to be the moderator, Mr. Producer. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. I mean, the problem in part is that Joe Biden's a mute already. So it's really quite appalling what they're doing here, how they're trying to influence the election in so many ways. So I'm going to post something on my social sites. And by the way, if you're not if you're not on my Twitter site or my Facebook site or my parlor site, you really are missing a lot because I I'm on the air three hours, right? And all during the day and night and even early morning, I'm posting information. Uh, so you might want to check it out. And so uh, I'm going to post something very simple. Joe Biden, please provide me with your son Hunter's phone number so I can ask him if the laptop in question is his laptop. Don't you think that's a fair question, Mr. Producer? And then we'll get an answer. He says, yes. Wow. He says, no. There are ways to check that, aren't there? It's a very simple question. If I were deposing Joe Biden, I'd ask him the simple. I'd start right off. Joe Biden says he doesn't know. I'd ask him why. Why don't you ask your son? Well, you know, there's a, there's a wall between my... No, no, no. Why didn't you ask your son? No. By the way, Ron Reagan Jr. says his father would be horrified by the Republican Party. Let me tell you something, Ron Reagan Jr. Your father was horrified by your politics his entire life. You're a left-wing kook. That's right, I said it. That's right. Did you even vote for your father? I don't even know. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. We're about five steps ahead of everybody else on this uh, laptop, Joe Biden, Joe Biden stuff. We jumped right on top of it. We got a hold of Rudy, who's been at the epicenter of this. And so you're hearing a lot about it now, but we really have been hammering early on on this. But let's look at the rest of the world, what's taking place. We have Chuck Todd on Meet the Depressed. Chuck Todd is a left-wing Democrat, a never-Trumper, and a liar. And he's on Meet the Depressed, the Michigan Supreme Court. The Michigan Supreme Court said, basically, that Governor Whitmer was conducting herself unconstitutionally, that the emergency powers in many respects that she was exercising simply did not exist. And this is a court with a majority of Democrats. And in the course of its decision, as Jonathan Turley has pointed out, it cited 50 to 60, I forget the number, of legal cases and legal decisions. 
50 to 60 legal decisions. And this is how Chuck Todd questions Governor uh, Wretched Whitmer. Cut 11, go. What recourse do you have? I, I know that, uh, can you, they, they didn't really cite any Michigan law. They didn't cite any law in deciding why you suddenly didn't have this Why, why are you lying through your teeth? I'm sure your parents paid for very expensive braces with the orthodontist. I'm sure they're nice and straight, nice and white. I'm sure you use those white strips. I don't use any of that stuff, if you're wondering. You have your left-wing Democrat operative wife. Why are you lying, schmuck Todd? Go ahead. Uh, do you ha- is this something that you want to send to the U.S. Supreme Court, or are you just going to try to work around it? Um, so he's begging her, look, you, you, you got to, you know... The, the fascistic martial law that you have in place. I mean, seriously, Governor, I mean, you don't have to put up in your own Supreme Court. They didn't even mention any law, just 60 cases. Why don't you go to the U.S. Supreme Court? Go ahead. channels. Well, I'm going to continue doing my job. So I've got other uh, powers that we are using. We have epidemic powers. Uh, no, thanks. Direct- no, thank you. No, thank you. And I'm sorry that people threatened her life. It's outrageous. I'm sorry that people threatened to kidnap her. That's sickening. And I, all of us are in public life who've had our lives threatened. It's no fun. Trust me. And there's no excuses for any of it. Trust me on that. And any threats that I get, at least the ones I have got, are from this neo-Nazi Klansman type. Not from Muslims. Not from this. No, them. <clears throat> so, uh, of course, it's frightening. But on the other hand, uh, if she defies the Supreme Court of Michigan, she is a lawless governor. And people of goodwill can call her out. And Chuck Todd is not a person of goodwill. He's a hack. Now, if Anthony Fauci goes on 60 Minutes last night, why is he going on 60 Minutes two weeks before the election? Because Fauci likes Biden. Because Fauci worked with Obama and Biden. They screwed up the swine flu in 2000. Follow the science. That doesn't mean you have to follow Fauci. He's not the only scientist in the world, you know. He's not the only scientist in the country. And many outstanding scientists and actual practitioners have disagreed with much of what he's done. Don't wear a mask. Don't worry. It's much like the flu. Do wear a mask. Hurry up. We've got a pandemic. What about the rioters? They don't have to. What about the Jews? Yes, masks. Anyway. Here he is on 60 Minutes. You know, tonight they're saying, the president attacked Fauci. No, Fauci attacked the president. Fauci knows exactly what he's doing. You're not in the same position in the bureaucracy for half a century if you don't have long nails and long teeth and you don't have to claw people and bite them in the neck. Let's just be honest. The Fauci. Cut 13, go. Were you surprised that President Trump got sick? Absolutely not. I was worried that he was going to get sick when I saw him in a completely precarious situation of crowded, no separation between people and almost nobody wearing a mask. When I saw that on TV, I said, oh, my goodness, nothing good can come out of that. That's got to be a problem. And then sure enough, it turned out to be a super spreader. Why, Why is he saying all this? Isn't the answer, look, I'm not going to get into that. That's my boss. This is a a hack speaking. And he knew it would draw attention. And so the president responds, hey, the president's attacking Fauci. He can't attack Fauci, my God. The Fauci. 
Now he can't attack the Fouch. He wanted to shut down the economy. He uh, opened it, then shut it again. The kids shouldn't go to school. Uh, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Do wear a mask. Don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I don't know what the hell goes on in this guy's house. But we saw a little of it when, uh, when it was time for him to throw a pitch. There he is in the stadium with his uh, wife and I guess his brother-in-law. And none of them are wearing a mask. None of them. As we continue to travel around in liberaldom. So we had Schmuck Todd. We had the Fouch. And now we have Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo being interviewed by a fellow left-wing Democrat, George Stephanopoulos. Boy, the media are disgusting. So corrupt. So shameless. Cut 12, go. How confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? What kind of question is that, you idiot? You just throw in the guy a hook and he's going to bite. This is Good Morning America, which is more like I puked up up my breakfast, America. Hey, uh, hey, Andrew, uh, uh, how confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? You know, under Trump, how confident... Give him a hit. Give him a hit. Give him a hit. We're, we're only 15 days out. Slap him. Go ahead. Well, first, uh, how confident am I? Uh, I'm not that confident, but my opinion doesn't matter. I don't believe the American people are that confident. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine. It was new. It was done quickly. Now, folks, but- this, this is sick stuff because the vaccine process goes to several boards of experts. They say, follow the science. It goes to one that's in the private sector, which is a conglomeration of uh, different organizations and experts. It has to go to a government board for approval, too, before the FDA FDA even has a uh, shot at it. None of that's being cut out. Notice Stephanopoulos doesn't explain that. Cuomo's too stupid to even know that. Uh, It's really appalling. It was done quickly, and this is how you, you, you kill people. This is how you cost them lives. Now, George Stephanopoulos should be banned from Twitter, Facebook, and uh, really from the airwaves because he's a schmuck. And then you have uh, Cuomo, probably the dumbest governor ever. And not just in New York, just the dumbest governor ever. Go ahead. Trust this. Ah, shut up, you idiot. You got more blood on your hands than anybody else. Why don't you ask him about that, Georgie, you jerk? Why don't you ask him about his decision? Why don't you show him his memo? For March 25th, you schmo, show it to him. But you won't. You're a punk. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. 
And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Senator Steve Gaines of Montana, how are you, sir? Doing well, thanks. You're in a bit of a race there. Tell us about it. <laughs> we do. We got a toss-up race. Uh... And many believe that uh, as Montana goes, so goes the United States Senate. Uh, my opponent wins Montana. Schumer's the majority leader. We hold it. We're going to keep Schumer uh, from leading the Senate. You're running against the governor. The governor fancies himself quite the populist, doesn't he? Well, he does. But uh, recall he also ran for president briefly in 2019-20. Stood on the same stage as Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and uh, his true liberal colors came out. So he's left uh, left us a treasure trove of statements and positions he's taken here that are way out of touch with most Montanans. But he's got a lot of money, doesn't he? So uh, he raised nearly $27 million wow. last quarter. And, and remember, Montana's a state with a million people. To put that in perspective, I was talking to Lindsey Graham tonight on the floor of the Senate. And, uh, you know, South Carolina has 5 million people, so if you wanted to... Uh, Normalize that for population. That'd be like raising, you know, a hundred and hundred forty million dollars in South Carolina last quarter. Uh, if you look at a per capita basis, so we are being overwhelmed by outside liberal money, California, New York kind of money flooding into Montana. Uh, Steve Bullock, my opponent, has an F from the NRA. I've got an A plus. Bullock wants to pack the court. In fact, he was one of the first. I believe he was the first uh, candidate running for the United States Senate on the Democrat side that said he would pack the court. I was debating him a week ago, and uh, we pressed him on it, and he admitted he was open to packing the courts. So you put Steve Bullock in the Senate. He's right there uh, in Schumer's palm, and uh, and truly, if that happens to our country, uh, I I fear for a constitutional republic because then the Supreme Court just becomes another arm of the legislative branch. And, and the audience, this audience, Senator, this is no joke. They've made it clear. And the problem, Senator, is in one election you can destroy the Supreme Court? I mean, nobody used to think this way. Mark, you know, you go back over 150 years, we've had nine justices. And you know, remember, FDR tried to do it, and uh, the Democrats stopped him from doing that. So this is, it would be a complete destruction of our constitutional republic. This is what's up for grabs right now, and it might come down to a few thousand votes in the state of Montana. Uh, you know, the polls right now have us tied. We are rated a toss-up race by about every prognosticator. And the problem we've got right now, Mark, is if we close this race out in the next two weeks, we are absolutely being overwhelmed with outside money. If, if you were in Montana, Mark, you couldn't, you couldn't watch TV more than about 30 seconds and see just us getting blitzed right now by these ads hammering us. And that's what we've got to fight back. Well, we need it. We need patriots across this country. My website, stevedanes.com. It's stevedanes.com. If folks can chip in right now, we've got to fight back. Radio, TV, digital, because this is a race that's going to come down to a few thousand votes. You know, thank God for our founding fathers that have two senators from Montana and two senators from California. The point is, in a low population state like Montana, this is where we've got to hold it and where a few thousand votes here will literally make the difference. 
Mr. Producer, make sure you put his website on all my social sites, okay? Facebook, Twitter, and Parler. That's SteveDanes.com. Danes is D-A-I-N-E-S. SteveDanes, D-A-I-N-E-S.com. Now, America, Levinites, really doesn't matter where you live. This senator votes on issues that affect the whole country. You heard what he said. Massive amounts of money coming from both coasts against him in Montana. To the extent you're able to do it, we need to help him. So he has a fighting chance. It's SteveDanes.com, Steve, D-A-I-N-E-S. Mr. Producer promises me he's going to get him up quickly on all of our social sites, so you can go there and check it out. Now, let me, the, the people who may not be familiar with you outside of Montana, give a little bit of your background. Yeah, well, well, Mark, uh, I'm a chemical engineer by degree. I spent 28 years in the private sector growing and building business. I'm a private sector guy. I saw the threat that Barack Obama presented to our country, the threat to our businesses, the threat to our economy, the threat to our national security. And so I left the private sector and ran uh, for Congress. I won a seat back in 2012. Montana has but one congressman, so it was a statewide election. I won that race in 12. I ran for the Senate in 14. But, Mark, I'm the first Republican senator elected to this seat in over 100 years. Wow. And so that's why, that's why first of all, it, it was historic for us to, to get this seat back. Uh, and it'll be historic when we win the reelection because, in fact, I'll only be the second Republican senator in the history of Montana on either seat that's ever won a re-election. There's only been one that's ever done it. That's why, you know, with, with uh, our Montana politics, we are notorious ticket splitters, go both ways on it. And, and we're going to win this race if we aren't outspent. That's what it's coming down to right now. They're literally hammering us right now. It's a tsunami of liberal money. And we've got to fight back. We've got two weeks to close this out. Literally, polls I'm looking at here today, this race is tied 48-48. Is this the old Mike Mansfield seat? You know, it is. Yeah, Mansfield, we've had, uh, of course, Mike Mansfield was uh, uh, the longest-serving majority leader in the history of the United States Senate. And uh, for your listeners who have some political history, he was from the state of Montana. Uh, But, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you know, Mike Mansfield was a Marine. My father's a Marine from Montana. Uh, The Mike Mansfield Democrats don't exist anymore. You know, they they used to be folks that you could could work with uh, that that had some moderate, uh, moderate blood in their veins. The problem we got now is how progressive, how far left the Democrats have moved. I mean, Kamala Harris, Mark, you know, mm-hmm. I served with her, the most liberal senator in America last year, more liberal than Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. To think that we would literally have two Bay Area liberals, two heartbeats away from the presidency with, uh, with Speaker Pelosi and, uh, and Kamala Harris, if God help us, Joe Biden wins this race, wins the election here in a couple of weeks. You're listening to Senator Steve Daines. He's very solid. He's a good guy. That's D-A-I-N-E-S, SteveDaines.com. Senator, I've been saying something I've never said before in my life. Vote straight Republican. We must remove Pelosi. We've got to hold the Senate, and we need to hold the presidency. We can figure out all the little differences another day, but right now we've got to hold the line. you agree with that? I do, Mark, and you know it's a, it's a sad reality we face today that the Democrats have moved so far to the left. Uh, my my grandpa Danes, who uh, was like my fishing and hunting uh, buddy, who who taught me the love of the outdoors as a kid growing up in Montana, he was a diehard Democrat. This is the Democrats of the '60s and '70s. Today, he would reject the party that uh, that they all that they all represent. They're crazy. So, they, Let's be honest. They're nuts. No, they're radical. No, they, they're nuts. They, they've got an, an envy and confiscation approach that relates to taxes and prosperity. 
my my opponent, Steve Bullitt, the governor of Montana, supports sanctuary cities. He 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 was opposed to Keystone Pipeline. He's got an F on the NRA. He supports a carbon tax, which would affect thirty five thousand Montana jobs. Didn't he change your voting system at the last minute? What's that? Didn't he change your voting system at the last minute with mail in votes or something? Did yeah. So because he is a sitting governor, and uh, and because of the COVID pandemic, he he uses emergency powers. Uh, to to allow our counties to go all mail in, and forty six of our fifty six counties have adopted the all mail in. But Mark, we just got to play the hand we've been dealt, and and we'll make the all mail in work because uh, our, our our conservative patriots back home in Montana, they're gearing up. We've got to make sure they turn out and they vote. But we got to have we got to have the resources here to fight back. You know, if independent voters are going to decide this race. Are hearing kind of a one sided argument right now, and that's massive amounts of Schumer dollars pouring into our state. Can't let them do it. Now, it's a massive state, you know, geographically. How's your ground game there? It's really good. I'll tell you, um, we have been focused on the ground game now for the last uh, six months. I literally get a metrics uh, sheet every night, Mark, that has doors knocked, calls made. We've got, uh, we've got people uh, all over our state pounding doors. And again, in a race that's going to come down to probably a few thousand votes, the door knock is really important. It's hand-to-hand combat right now, and I'm very thankful for the great ground game we got going on right now. It's become a very sophisticated ground game. You've got apps on the phones that identify uh, the propensity of, of voters and households, whether they're strong R, strong DEM, or persuadable. And that all goes into this app that they have on their phones. They're going door-to-door right now knocking on them. All right, Senator, we wish you the best, and I hope the Levinites out there, hope you chip in at stevedanes.com, steve, D-A-I-N-E-S.com. Crucial Senate seat out of Montana. Good luck to you, sir. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the support from your listeners. Thank you. We appreciate it. Is it up there, uh, Justin, or not? All right. It's on all our sites. Folks, please. These candidates are very, very important. I'm only bringing in six, seven, eight senators. Uh, we have House members that are absolutely crucial. I've only bring, bringing around 20 of them. Um, all these reports say she's going to gain a few seats in the House. They might take the Senate. They might to the president. Look, folks, who cares what these people say? Just kick ass. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Americans meet to defend liberty and defeat tyranny. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. 
We now have a candidate for the House of Representatives, for whom I am a huge fan, who won the election last time, but in my view it was stolen from her, in New Mexico's 2nd District, Yvette Harrell. How are you, Yvette? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me back on your show. It's such a pleasure. Well, last time, I feel like you had it in the bag, and then all of a sudden, days go by, and they count and count and count, and then you're behind. Isn't that funny how that works? very funny how that works, and I tell you, we're ready for it this time. We've got uh, more poll watchers, challengers, the attorneys, and it's all eyes on New Mexico's 2nd Congressional District. We're not going to let them steal it this time, I promise. And we can win this seat. Tell us about, tell America a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I born and raised in New Mexico, uh, grew up in a working class family. My dad was in real estate for years, and so I kind of followed in those footsteps. And um, not only have I had the pleasure and the privilege of owning different businesses, but I'm also in the real estate business like my dad. And I just tell you, we are excited about this race because we're excited about protecting our one nation under God. And uh, that and serving in the New Mexico legislature for eight years, uh, I think, and the relationships that we've got built on the ground here because of that experience, I believe, just makes me a stellar candidate. And people are really paying attention to what's happening on the state, local, and, of course, national level. Now, you're a solid conservative, and you're running against a leftist. Tell us about your opponent. Yeah, this is great news. She is anything but uh, moderate. She ran as a moderate two years ago. Now she runs ads on TV talking about her support for President Trump, how she'll work with him, yet fails to let the population know that she voted to impeach him not once but twice. She's steady on uh, joining the Paris Climate Accords, which our district, for a lot of folks that don't know, it goes from the Arizona border to the Texas border, and then about half the district, about 71,000 square miles. But we have a very large oil and gas industry here, and in fact, one of the largest producing counties in the country. And of course, her position on these things is anything but helpful. She is all about the New Mexico Green New Deal. She's all about the Paris Climate Accords. She voted to allow future presidents to ban fracking, which will kill our oil and gas and fossil fuels energy uh, industry. And I, you know, don't even get me started on social issues. She's fine with uh, abortion, taxpayer abortion up to day of birth and being funded by Emily's Listed. So we, we couldn't be more different. And her voting record, 95% of the time with Nancy Pelosi, is not conducive with the district. And I'm telling everybody, you know what? It's either Pelosi or the president. That's what we're fighting for right now is to keep common sense in the White House or let this radical uh, group run the show like they've been doing for the last four years in the U.S. or the last two years in the U.S. House. You know, Yvette, I noticed the leftists, and they're hardcore leftists. There's one in my district, uh, 10th District of Virginia, names Wexman or some such thing. And uh, they pretend to be moderates, mm-hmm. and they're hardcore leftists. And then they overwhelm uh, the airwaves with how they're, they're moderates, and their opponent is the radical right-winger. And, uh, and this apparently is the strategy all across the country. How is your ground game there? It's great. And one thing that I'm very proud of is we have had just a super – uh, amazing ground game. We have been on the doors, Mark. We have been on phones. I have still conducted uh, meetings, roundtables, rallies throughout the district because voters want to know who the candidates are. They're not going to just buy into the TV ads. And my opponent, by the way, is outspending us about four to one. And we do want to finish this race strong. 
But they want to, they, you know, actions speak louder than words, and they're seeing that her voting record is not with what aligns with them in terms of values. But they appreciate now having the chance to talk to the candidate, ask the questions, ask the tough questions, and look for ways forward to move and protect our America, uh, the one that we grew up in, the, the free country that we woke up in this morning. We are fighting to keep those values safe for the next number of years, and our ground game has been very strong, and I can't say enough about the team that we've got working here in New Mexico. Unbelievable. How does she reconcile the top of the ticket, which has said many times in the past that they oppose fossil fuels, they oppose fracking? How how does she reconcile that? Does she just pretend it, it never happened? Yeah, it's really quite funny because uh, we had our debates, and I called her out straight up and said, you support? You say you support Trump, though you uh, voted to impeach him twice. Will you, yes or no, vote for the Biden-Harris ticket? And she wouldn't answer. She said, well, I'll work with anybody. That's her catchphrase. But finally, mm-hmm. uh, a few questions later, she came around and said, I support Joe Biden, but I don't support his energy policies. Well, it's too late for that because New Mexico is not falling for this disingenuous act. She's already voted to rejoin the Paris Climate Accords. Joe Biden said on TV the other night and said that he would join him. In fact, at the debate, he said the first thing he would do is join the Paris Climate Accords. I tell you, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are not for fracking. They're not for the Western way in life. They're not for what moves New Mexico in terms of ag, fossil fuels. And so she tore small is right there with them. And like Trump said on our call the other day, she's a puppet for Pelosi. She voted to impeach him twice, and she's not what New Mexico needs in the 2nd Congressional District. I'm talking to Yvette Harold. If people want to help you, where do they go? They need to go to YvetteHarrell.com. It's Y-V-E-T-T-E, Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L.com. Mark, we need the help. We've done great, but we need help to finish this race and finish strong. They're outspending us about four to one right now, but they're not outworking us. And we've got the grit and determination, but I would like to ask all your listeners to help help us finish strong so we can stay up on TV and, and get this job done. Because really, we're not fighting for just 2nd Congressional District in New Mexico. We're fighting for one nation under God to Amen. protect our Constitution, our way of life. And I've got to just get a little shout-out to the folks over at the Sierra County Republican meeting tonight. I spoke there right before you and I went on the air, and I want to make sure they're all listening and say hi. Give them our best over there. I sure will. They're listening to us right now. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's really get all excited and get out there and get our friends and our neighbors and our colleagues all over the country activated. You know, you know it. We can win this state for Trump. We can win it for me, and we can win it, more importantly, for America. So, Mark, I can't thank you enough for letting me be on your show tonight. I so enjoy it. Well, it's a pleasure now, America. It's Yvette Harrell. It's Y V E T T E H E R R E L dot com, Mr. Producer. Have we put it on my social sites? All right, and uh, we know Yvette, my wife and I. She is terrific, and she'd be a great congresswoman. You really would. That's Yvetteherald dot com. Y V E T T E H E R R E L L dot com. If you can help her, please do. She needs your help. You, you know. The Democrats are killing our guys and gals in terms of fundraising. They're getting an enormous amount of money from Wall Street, an enormous amount of money from these billionaires who set up these dark front groups, an enormous amount of money from Hollywood, and they just need a little bit of help from us. So God bless you and good luck. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it again being on the show. And let's go get them, and let's do this again after we win on November 3rd. Well said. Amen to you.
she, uh, on election night, she won. And then, you know, the Democrats start, because they control a lot of these secretaries of state, they start counting. They start finding these ballots, and that's the problem with this harvesting nonsense. And then she had won the race, and then it slipped away. And we have a number of individuals like that. There was about there were about six or seven of them in California alone. Uh, there were one or two in Pennsylvania. They do this harvesting after the fact. They really are anti the franchise while they while they complain. You know, I hear these complaints. Uh, I've heard LeBron James make them. Atlanta, the lines go on four or five hours. They go on and on and on. Well, two things about that, as I said yesterday. Those are the communities that decide how many precincts they're going to have and where they're going to have them. Nobody's telling them not to have more precincts. So if in Fulton County and in Atlanta they want to have more precincts, then the local government should set up more precincts. And this is a minority-controlled area. So why are you blaming it on white supremacy or... Systemic racism. That's number one. Number two, how can you claim that there's voter suppression or oppression when there's long lines of people voting? They don't close the precinct until everybody's voted. Doesn't that prove the opposite? That there's so many people who want to vote, they actually get to vote. That's not voter suppression. That's liberty. Liberty. It's really crazy listening to some of these doomkoffs. But I haven't used that word in a long time, Mr. Producer. Have you ever heard of that word? Doomkoff? Young guys don't even know. What's that mean, doomkoff? Now, the Biden campaign is running ads aimed at women in the suburbs to show how he supports women. He treats them with respect. He's chosen Kamala Harris. Joe Biden is a sleazeball. He's a pervert. How many women has he fondled during his long and less than illustrious career? Of all ages. Sniffing their hair, touching their shoulders. Bizarre. Kind of sick, actually. And notice no mention of Tara Reid. Tara Reid goes the way of the Hunter Biden laptop. It's as if she doesn't exist. No Tara Reid or the scores of other women who've come forward. No, 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 they don't exist. So women in the suburbs, Joe's trying to appeal to you. But he chose Kamala Harris. Really? Well, how did Kamala Harris treat Amy Coney Barrett? With contempt. With contempt. See, liberal women hate women who aren't liberal. It's as if they're not women. Liberal women hate women who are not liberal. And that's what people in the suburbs need to understand. Senior citizens need to understand that they're going to destroy your Medicare. They're going to lower the age to 60 which means a greater drain on Medicare, less people paying into it, because a lot of people are going to give up working. Plus, illegal aliens get free health care. Well, presumably that includes Medicare. But they don't tell you that. I'm telling you that. That's exactly what's going to happen. Donald Trump has massively lowered the price of pharmaceuticals, including insulin. And he said once we have a vaccine, which will honestly be in a few months, according to the CEO of Pfizer, he's going to make it free. For everyone. I don't know what else this man can do. I don't know what else he can do. I I know the Democrat should have acted earlier. You should have put a bag over your head. You should wear galoshes. You should wear galoshes. Screw them. They have no plans. They never had any plan. They didn't have any plan in 2009. They haven't contributed anything 
to the advancement of the science, the technology, the therapies, the vaccines in dealing with this. Not anything. In fact, they've been regressive. They've shut down economies. They've kept our schools closed. What the Democrats know how to do is to close things and destroy things, not to build things, unless it's their own wealth and the government. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Ladies and gentlemen, you see this Biden commercial where he has doctors, some of them are ICU doctors on there saying Biden has a plan. And by the way, they never say what his plan is. Well, several of these ICU doctors work for state-run universities. One gentleman I've seen on that ad, I'm familiar with, and he works for a state-run medical university in the state of Virginia. And he's on that commercial. Joe Biden has a plan and Donald Trump doesn't and so forth and so on. Seems highly inappropriate to me that a, uh, that a school that at least impartially receives an enormous amount of state tax dollars and is effectively a state-run school in the Commonwealth of Virginia has one of its ICU doctors on a commercial for Biden. And first of all, the whole commercial is a lie. Biden has no plan. What's his new plan? It's a joke. Whatever he has, it's what, it's what Trump has done. Trump has followed the science. So that commercial is a fraud commercial. I want you to listen carefully next time you see it and, and hear what the doctors say the plan is. They don't say any damn thing. And I want you to know some of them, at least in part, are on a public payroll. At least they're subsidized by taxpayers like me and you. They're getting away with murder, that Biden campaign. It's unbelievable. All right, let's take a call here, if we can squeeze a few in. I got one minute. Mark, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the great XM satellite. One minute, go. Hey, Mark. Hey, real quick, last night you were talking with Mayor Giuliani about um, the emails and the, how the, the technician at that computer shop read them. Legally blind. Prepared. Right. Yep. Well, I'm legally blind, and um, on most laptops, computers, there's a system of technology that's built in that will allow the computer with a, who, allow a person with a vision impairment to, you know, who's blind to navigate the computer using the keyboard as you do with the uh, with a mouse, for example. That's so, very cool. Yeah, I use it. I use it. There's several different programs. I mean, um, Microsoft and. 
And then uh, there's third-party software like JAWS. So. All right, my friend, and thank you for calling, and God bless you, too. Well, it's the end of the program, but there's always tomorrow. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. We're 15 days away from the election. That gives you 15 days, really 14 days, to get on the phone, get on your email, get on your text, and help us get the vote out. Please, please, see you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.